Welcome to Dear Customer of the Podcast. I am Sean William Brown. Happy Thursday, Friday, whenever you're listening to this. A quick uh, Dear Customer food review. Remember the rules of my food review are it pretty much has to be left in the break room. These uh, two items were purchased by an employee because she hadn't seen, seen them before. The first one, well, they're both Peeps. Peeps, I don't know if this is the first year they've done it or this is the first year that we just have this stuff. They've expanded all their flavors. So, the first one was Peeps Party Cake. I don't normally like Peeps. But these were like, okay. I don't know. If you like Peeps and you like the cake flavor, popular with the kids, cake flavor, everything. These are like, all right. I would never buy them. I would never, I would never eat them unless I uh, was doing a food review. So the next flavor peeps is the original donut shop coffee. Some stores have that brand. The original donut shop coffee flavored peeps. I'm trying to think of something grosser that I've ever eaten. I don't normally like coffee flavored, like ice cream or stuff like that. I love coffee, lattes, mochas. So it's not like I'm against the whole coffee flavored thing. These, if you like the taste of fake coffee flavored chemicals, <laughs> these, these are for you. These are in your wheelhouse. These are so gross. I bit the nose of the peep off and then I was like oh my god and then I took a little bit bigger bite maybe like yeah the aftertaste it just gets worse so you get the first taste it's awful the aftertaste is even worse it's just I don't know how they could make it I don't know how somebody could be testing for peeps and be like "Mm." just like coffee coffee sugar it's like they're it's like I can see the chemical flavor wafting off them. Yeah. So Peeps, the original donut shop coffee. If you hate somebody but have to get them a gift, these are for them. On today's show, a special LP corner. Because it's inventory time for lots of us out there. Our uh, our company always wants to do inventory right after January, and it always seems to get pushed back. Um, we have RGIS. We're bought by somebody, so they're called somebody else. But they have different uniforms. But the mask rule was taken away. So it's better for them so that they can vape in the store. We'll get to that in a little bit. And then uh, some HR thoughts too. So thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoy the show. Okay, it is March. March 10th at the recording of this. And do you know what that means? 
It's your HR department's most hated time of the year. Why? Because of the NCAA basketball tournament. No gambling, no brackets, no fun. The only fun you can have in the store is mandatory fun from HR. I have been in retail over 20 years and I've never seen anything go bad with a bracket. Everybody throws in a dollar, everybody throws in $2, whatever you want to do. It's a built-in way for a store to have fun because inevitably Dolores from Produce, who's never watched a basketball game, wins the pool. And she's talking to little Rick, who's 20 years old, who thinks he's going to win the pool because he watches basketball all the time. Now, no brackets allowed. It's gambling. It's solicitation. People could, could feel like they have to be in it. What? Why is HR so fucking passionate about hating the March Madness brackets? I don't get it. I never have. And here we are. It's the selection weekend. And it's like they're going to have district managers make sure that there's no brackets in break rooms. Do we have nothing better to do? Shortage issues, labor shortage issues. We can't get the trucks unloaded. No, send people out to make sure there's no brackets anywhere. Our, uh, our company went all in on HR. Every market, again, has an HR market manager, big HR team, all in the name of raising morale. That is their job. And so what they have done every day is at, every store is different, but sometimes we have huddles Sometimes you just have a one-on-one with a manager. Here's what's going on with the day. Or when there's enough people in the store, they'll grab everybody together. And they have to do an HR tip of the day. They're not called the HR tip of the day. They're called the tip of the day. And they have to read it. And it's meant, of course, to be helpful. And at every huddle that we've been at, it is... It's the best part of the huddle because everybody has a million questions about the tip of the day and who the hell wrote it and what it's all about. And so I I jotted down a few. I should also note that one of the newer managers quit saying the tip of the day because he was getting so much shit for it. And then he got written up for not saying the tip of the day. That's what it's all about. Yay, HR, you did it. Uh, here's the tip of the day. What can we do to get to know our customers better? Remember the manager reading that out? It was just like dead silence. This guy's like, what? Why do we want to get to know them better? To sell them stuff? Inevitably, all these conversations lead to, we need more help in the store because all they really want is to buy something and it's in the back and we can't get it out. Or they want a quick, uh checkout process we can't do that and you just see the manager's face there's getting redder and redder now i have been a manager before and i've been on the end of this these shit questions so uh, i was at barnes and noble when they rolled out the barnes and noble mastercard program so you had to get 
you had to ask you had to ask every customer if they wanted a Barnes and Noble reward card and a Barnes and Noble member card and their email and it was like by the end of the conversation you wanted to cry and dear customer wanted to punch you it was endless and I could have been sexually harassing every man and woman in the store and if you made your MasterCard number, they didn't give a shit. It was brutal. Here's another tip of the day. The art of conversation lies in listening. <laughs> a lot of these tip of the days are, are we've all decided that is advice we want to give to the HR team because they are not listening to us. Use your unique connection to serve customers in ways they would never expect. That went, of course, down the sexual harassment rabbit hole at a huddle. <laughs> and then, uh, usually, there's either usually dead silence at the tip of the day, or everyone's just like, what the hell are you talking about? What wouldn't they expect? What does that mean? I'm not touching anyone. If anyone touches me, I'll kill them. And then the manager's like, all right, everybody have a good day. Let's break. Let's go. Here's uh if you just communicate, you can get by, but if you communicate skillfully, you can work miracles. This tip of the day came when the home office loaded the wrong price changes uh, for like two whole departments. And of course, uh, the man and woman who have done the price changes for a long time are like, these don't look right. They're like, nope, nope, they're right. Go do them two hours later. Nope. Nope. Those are wrong. Redo them. That's an endless. That's at every store ever. Here was one. Uh, you can also tell at these tips of the day that the HR people for sure never worked in a store and honestly maybe have never even toured a store. Dress for success. Dress for success. And then it goes on. Consider donating your gently used clothing to a local organization. Or a clothing drive in your area. Who the fuck is this for? Dress for success to a bunch of retail people. We're all complaining. We're not paid enough. CEO makes $50 million a year. I need to figure out how much they're paying these HR people. We should be having a clothing drive for the people that work in the store. Not us donating to other people. You could tell that the manager had to read that that one day. It was like, had not looked over it. He's like, dress for success. Consider donating. <laughs> There's a good one too. Correct posture is vital for everyone. If you work at a desk, make sure to employ good posture to avoid neck and shoulder pain and back problems. That's really helpful telling that to a store of employees who no one has sat down in like four years. <laughs> We're all running around while we have these meetings. Inevitably, the phone is ringing off the hook. There, people need help here. People need help there. We're just hustling through this, this meeting. 
to raise our morale and it destroys it. It just destroys it. The, um, they seem to have a, uh, an overall agenda that the reason why the stores are missing sales and everything is going to hell because we have bad customer service. And it's not that at all. First off, dear customer doesn't know what the hell they're looking for. But really, we just don't have enough people. Like, everything comes back to, we don't have enough people. People that we hire suck. Or they know if they quit, there's another job around the corner, right? Tip of the day. Tip of the day. Uh, I'll share a few more of those. Those are fun. I'm like waiting until they just stop as a company to say them because I know at other stores it's like a mini riot every time they read the tip of the day. HR, everybody, don't do those brackets. You'll get fired. We do not allow the brackets. I know I'm all fired up about the brackets. We don't allow brackets because we don't want to ask people for money. Somebody tweet me if you've had a bad bracket money story. I have had countless situations where one employee is gathering money for a baby shower, a wedding, a death in the family, something. And so they ask employees for money. Oh, if you want to contribute to the card, go ahead. So-and-so is having a baby shower. I'd have to look through my file, but I've had countless times where the person collecting the money, <laughs> but so they collect a hundred dollars, they buy the gift for 25 and then pocket, pocket the money. That's a classic. <laughs> if you ever contribute to a gift, uh, get a receipt for how much they bought it for. But we do that constantly. And we used to have United Way come into the store and ask us for money. Like, they would sit us down, line us up. Again, know your audience. So, that's my HR rant for the day. Loss Prevention Corner time. I wanted to share some of my favorite uh, inventory stories. For those of you not in retail, once a year... Home office hires an inventory company to come into the store and scan everything. Sounds pretty easy, right? Typically, and by typically I mean 100% of the time, the inventory employees are not great. <laughs> and I really think there should be a documentary about them because I want to like know more about them, how they got there, what they're doing. Why they're wearing what they're wearing. Where, What's their backstory? What do they do after that? Where do they go? Loss prevention uh, typically has a store's inventory number. So you count up everything in the store and then you compare that to your sales. And that's your inventory loss or your shrink. Now, a lot of little things can go into that. Number one, you don't prep for inventory. 
if uh, any of you read my book, Walmart, I Don't Belong Here, and this was not made up, the one day we were at the office and the manager ran in, he's like, fuck, it's inventory today. No prep. No prep. No one knew that inventory was the next day. It was that day. Usually you try to get going a month out, a couple weeks out, get everything out of boxes, make sure it has a tag on it. There's just tons of retail hidey holes where just stuff gets thrown you don't want to deal with. You don't have time to deal with it. You, uh, in the, I remember back in Kohl's, oh my God, we would do so much inventory prep. We'd flip over the tags, put it there perfectly. Now, most inventories are pretty lean and mean. The goal of inventory is to count everything and count it individually if they're different items. And that's one of the main problems of the inventory teams, besides being stinky or high or drunk. We'll get to that. Or stealing. We'll get to that too. But they want to go fast. Their goal is to go fast. Store's goal is to count everything. So you have the right on hands. And if you remember the movie Twilight. Twilight DVDs. Every Twilight DVD was different. So it had different covered... They had the vampire, they had the werewolf, they had the girl. People wanted to collect them all. They had Blu-ray, they had regular, they had extended edition, they had director's cut. And what did the inventory guy do? The Regis guy walks up there, counts them all. It's like, all right, there's a thousand of these and just scans the first one a thousand times. Or sometimes they'll have a special machine and they can just scan one and then do times 10 or times a thousand. So our on hand showed us that we had 1000 of Twilight the first episode when we had literally like 25 different editions. So you can see how important it is to scan everything individually. Because then what happens is after inventory, the computer thinks we have a thousand of that one Twilight DVD. And it doesn't think that we have all the other ones. So it's like, oh my God, we have to send them another thousand Twilight DVDs. Even though we already have them. So that's inventory in a nutshell. So my favorite uh, Regis, WIS moments at Kohl's which had a really aggressive loss prevention uh, hierarchy and the regionals were just super weird now that I've been in retail for a long time. But uh, at every inventory, you had to kick out one of the one of the inventory team people within the first hour, just one. And it was not that hard because one of them usually just stunk so bad you couldn't go within five feet of them or Somebody was so fucking stoned they couldn't keep their eyes open. Or somebody immediately just would scan one item and then hand key it in or was just fucking around. And one guy I remember kicking out just or I actually I would just tell the there's always a head guy there. Head guy or head gal who are not 
any different than the rest of the team. I'd be like, oh, so-and-so's got to go. But they typically have, were in Minneapolis. They would have been driven in from like Wisconsin or Iowa or South Dakota. So they all came together in one van or bus. So he couldn't leave. So he sat, and one of them <laughs> sat. He was like a little bit of everything. I remember his eyes. He couldn't keep his eyes open. I, like, I don't know if he's sick or whatever or drunk, but he, he can't be working here. So for like 12 hours, he sat in the chair in the vestibule in the coals and just, just sat there because he didn't have anybody to bring him home. That's a part of the documentary. I want to know more about that guy. Uh, one time in my life, I let the inventory team in to the employee break room once. And they, one of them stole all of the change in the pockets from people's coats. They ate everything in the refrigerator, even if it wasn't theirs. They just ate everything. We had, I remember, um, popsicles were in there from the summer before, probably from like five years before. They had uh, just like a bunch of random lean cuisines that people had bought and thrown in there and they never eat. Like in every break room freezer, there's stuff that's been in there. They ate it all. The room smelled so bad, we, we could barely air it out. And until really when vaping became big, like the biggest problem with the inventory teams was that they reeked like smoke. Just they would take cigarette breaks constantly. I had to get a big pail of sand for their cigarette butts and give them a designated place to go. When they took their jackets and stuff off, we had to have them in the back room because they stunk. Customers were complaining. Employees were complaining. Your eyes start watering next to a guy because of his smell. Hard to do your job. The, uh, we, <laughs> really giving HR a hard time here. So, one time the home office sent an HR person to audit the inventory team, some legal thing that they had to do. So this woman shows up, flown in, she's auditing, and as all of you in retail know, you have an inventory, you have an area tag. So you'd say from like number 900 to 950 are area tags. You put them on all the shelves, things that you want to count. 900 to 950 would be um, the jeans. So that if there was a discrepancy in a report and you'd be like, well, our jeans, did we count those right? We want to audit those, they're really expensive. You find on an area tag map, 900 to 950 is the jeans. You go over to the jeans and then you have a report or a computer that shows you what was counted and in what order. And this HR woman could not figure that out. She couldn't figure out where anything was. And so she had this huge set of paperwork that she had to do, which basically I had to do because she simply could not fucking find the area tag numbers. And we had a big map. I don't know if she had ever been in a store before. And she's just wandering around and we're getting closer and closer to the end of inventory. And I know she's got all these audits to do. She couldn't do them. Could not literally figure out where stuff was in the store. Mind blowing. 
And then she also could not get over how rough the inventory team was, the Regis employees. And I think that they were borderline sexually harassing her and she didn't know it. But what else? Um, so then vaping started. And that, uh, that helped with the smell. Now the only real problem is that they tried to sneak vape in the store like while they're working. I'm sure some of them are just getting stoned off their mind. And I don't care if you can count. If you can still count fine and scan, go for it. There's less going in and outside for smoke breaks with vaping. So that's a good thing. That's a positive, right? Um, they also, it seems like every inventory employee either drinks Mountain Dew or an energy drink. And lots of them. And don't eat anything. Just smoke and drink energy drinks or Mountain Dew. They, uh, we've caught a bunch of them stealing over the years. Two girls, before they went to lunch, uh, broke into the break room or followed somebody into the break room, grabbed a credit card, went to Sears while the while the inventory team was at lunch, bought a bunch of stuff, came back and put the credit card back in uh, the woman's purse. Smart. Um, unfortunately... For them, <laughs> uh, the woman's husband got an alert or saw something come up on their online or whatever and realized that his wife was at work working and could have been buying stuff. They called Sears. They called the police. They had video of them. And they, they had not even finished working. And the police had come and grabbed them. And another guy who put on a belt just happened to be watching him on cameras, walks in, puts on a belt, throws his old one underneath the rack, works for 12 hours. Maybe it wasn't that long. Works for eight hours. And then we had to wait till he left. So we're not only doing all the other inventory stuff, watching this guy steal the belt. Then he left. We apprehended him. We, um was walking behind a group of uh, Regis employees and a big bag of weed falls out onto the floor. And it's not like something that we can't not see. <laughs> like, you have a big bag of weed, you drop it on the ground, you are working for us, we have to address it. We had one Regis team, I don't know how or why, but they um, left a van in our parking lot. And so we were calling and calling and calling, like, you, I don't know how who got here and how they left or whatever, but one of your guys' vans is here. It was very odd. It took them like a month for someone to come get it. You're missing a fucking van. Not to mention they'll leave equipment all over the store. The um, the process is weird because we only do it once a year, which really isn't helpful. Because you could uh, 
not have gotten something or something got damaged, it didn't get thrown away. But the home office loves post inventory reports, loves, loves, loves them. Look for this, look for that, check this, check that. And again, we don't get extra hours for inventory. You're just trying to work it into your uh, your day. The market manager or the district loss prevention manager, two most unhelpful people at inventory, walk around. They're like, oh my God, I found a little uh, little truck under the rack. That's great. Can you throw a ticket on it and get it scanned? No, that's got to go to the trouble table. Like, Can you work the trouble table? No. Or they just point out that things are dusty. <laughs> That's their favorite. We had a tall district manager. There's dust, dust up here. I'm like, so they'll complain about that and want it dusted, but then they'll also complain that no one is observing the inventory team. Or their favorite, favorite, favorite thing to point out is that there's not enough area tickets on something, even though they could have been there and walked when the inventory team put the area tickets on there. These are all really inside baseball things right now. So I know people who have worked in the stores are laughing right now and people who who haven't are like, what the fuck are you talking about? The, uh, The after inventory favorite is for the district manager to find an area tag that wasn't taken down. We have not enough people ringing. We have not enough people unloading trucks. We can barely get stuff done. And this guy making 300 grand is finds an area tag and has to point it out to everyone. Can't just throw it away. Can't help out. Got to point it out. Same thing for the, the Regis yellow tickets, which I think most of them have gotten away. But we used to have yellow tickets littered throughout the store, hidden. We, uh... We have typically in Minnesota, all of the Regis or inventory team people are coming either from Minnesota or Wisconsin, Iowa, South Dakota. But I had worked some inventories and none of the inventory teams spoke English, which is fine. I don't care. But I remember the store manager, would give kind of like a speech, like, thanks for coming, helping out. This is an important time for us. And then another woman was translating to the team and he had this like five minute speech and he's like, all right, translate. And she just says like a one word sentence and everybody goes to work. (laughs) So it's inventory time now for stores. A lot of people are wrapping up some of my favorite inventory stories thoughts and people always ask why uh why don't the stores just inventory and i don't know i know some of you out there do your own inventory every year we have a new thing that's going to make it quicker and faster and it it never really is quicker and faster it's always like the same thing But I want to watch that documentary about someone who's literally scanning things for 8 to 10 to 12 hours. They can work overtime too. 
What are you thinking about that whole time that you're scanning? So, inventory thoughts. Before we wrap up, a quick uh, listener listener email. Actually, I talked to the guy. And he was trying to convince me that reselling is very, very profitable. And I'm a fool. I'm not doing it. And then I asked him how much he made last week. Now, he didn't know. I said, how much did he make last year? He was iffy. I said, well, what did he claim on his taxes? Didn't know. So, well, how much uh, did he claim mileage from driving to these places? No. <laughs> but he knew one item that he had bought, a Pokemon card, and resold it. It's the only thing that he could name. I'm like, are you arguing for me or against me? And at the end of it, I was I was not any further convinced that. It's something that you can do full-time. If you hop on Instagram, just millions and millions of people who walk into a garage sale, just, oh my God, this is worth $500. In the uh, the spirit of inventory, I love walking up to uh, someone who just had to recount like a thousand piece bras and underwear. And they're like, all right, it's good give a classic we did it i hate counting everybody have a great week thank you for listening